So, um, yesterday we were looking at um, the indicators of revival. And um, I, I, I say that when revival is taking place, it has great indicators. And the last two indicators were actually there are always souls. There is a conversion of souls uh, when revival takes place. And revived believers will be used by the Lord to bring souls. And one thing I, I realized about people that get born again in revivals, they will many times stick in the kingdom of God until they die. Because they had a, a supernatural encounter with the Lord. You know, one day, I mean, there's just something about people that have been born again in revivals. We went to, I came to preach here in SIB, and um, Pastor Chu and Licho, they took me out for lunch, and we had lunch with a brother called Idris Jala. And uh, he shared his testimony of how revival broke out in burial. My God. I am telling you, by the time he was through with his testimony, I was crying. You know? It was so real. You could sense. You're talking about, when did the revival in burial break out? Was it 74, something like that? Yeah, in the 70s, you're talking about something like 40 years down the line. But yet, when he shared the testimony, it was like yesterday. Because the spiritual realm is so real. It's so real. You know? So, that's why, you know nowadays people get born again. It was, uh, you, know, you lead people into Christ. Two days down the road, they have backslidden. Why? It's because they have not had an encounter. And that's why Charles Finney, when uh, you look at his ministry, uh, it is said that about 85% of the people that got born again in his meetings, they held on to the faith until they died. Why? Because of the presence of God. So uh, today, I want to move away from that. I want to look at altars and the land. There's so much to share there, but I'll try to, to edit, edit it because uh, I want us to get into some intensive time of prayer as well as we come to the end of this today. Um. Uh, how altars, raising up of altars affects the land. Uh, I don't know even where to start from because there's so much. But let me see how I can. Mm. Okay. Um, first of all, who are the people that God can use to redeem the land? 
The last time I was here, I shared with us about the land. And I say that every nation has three important resources that God has deposited there. One is the people. Two is the resources, the natural resources, the geographical positioning of a nation. And three is the land. And I say that the land and the people are inseparable because they have a covenantal relationship. You know? Why? Because you live on the land, the food you eat comes from the land, the water you drink. The land affects your life as much as you affect the land. So depending on what kind of altars are raised up on the land, if godly altars are raised up on the land, they open up the atmosphere, they open up the portals of heaven, and the presence of God will come upon that land, and it will begin to affect the land and the people that are living there. If the land has many demonic altars, then of course the tunnels, demonic tunnels, will be opened up on the land, and those demonic tunnels powers of darkness come over the land. When you look at a city like Kuala Lumpur, you realize that there are certain particular places where there is so much darkness. But when you observe, you're going to realize that there is a concentration of particular altars in that territory. It could be altars of prostitution, altars of alcoholism, many bars, uh, you know, altars of idol worship, the devil always concentrates certain altars in a particular place. And what is the purpose of that is to open up the land, to connect that land with the gates of hell so that the powers of darkness can travel through the tunnels and affect the people that are living in that place. Just like concentrated prayer opens the portals of heaven, likewise concentrated demonic altars also open up the land to demonic invasion. So, uh, when we are talking about possessing the land, these are the kind of people that God uses to redeem the land. As I said yesterday, if we are thinking and believing God to have territorial revival or statewide revival, not just revival in the church, you know. Yeah, it is good to revival begins in the church, but we want the revival to spread. We have to carry out a responsibility of cleansing the land from the forces of darkness, you know. So, uh, this takes an understanding, and we are doing this in Kenya. You know, we did that maybe seven years ago. And now, God again gave us an assignment. We are going to the 47, because the Lord told us to go around the nation of Kenya to prepare the land for revival. So, we are dealing with that. And it has been amazing, I can tell you. Uh, Like we were in one state last year in November, and uh, we dealt so much with the iniquities over the land of that county, it is called Nyeri County, and did a lot of prophetic actions. And as we were coming to the end, the Lord gave us prophetic words that there are minerals that are deposited in this land 
but the iniquities of the land have been hiding the minerals and now the minerals are going to be discovered. One month after we finished that meeting, it appeared in the newspapers, they have discovered gas in that territory. So, when we deal with the land, let me tell you, the many things happen. Many things happen. So, uh, God wants us to learn much about the land, even as we prepare our nation. Uh, because the land is the second most important resource that God has given any nation. So, uh, point number one, one must be counted as the people of the land. You have to be counted as the people of the land. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14 if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal the land. You see, God is not even talking about healing the people. He's not talking about healing government. But he's talking about healing the land. So, but what, look at what he's saying. If my people who are called by my name. Look at Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 29 to 30. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yet they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them. Look at that. For a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. God is not saying, and I looked for a stranger. No. He's saying, I looked for a man among them. In other words, there must, for you to deliver the land and bring redemption of the land, there must be an acknowledgement in the realm of the spirit that you belong to the people of the land. That means you must be registered as a citizen of that land, you know. Uh, So you, you have, I mean, a person like me and other visiting preachers that come to Malaysia, we do not have... We, you know, we have an authority to a certain level, but we do not have the same authority that you have. You have more authority over the land of Malaysia more than visiting preachers. When you speak to this land, the land hears you because you are one of the people of the land. Praise the Lord. The land listens to you. When Julius Subi speaks, the land can think twice. Praise the Lord. (laughs) The land listens to you. And that's why at times you need to address the land in your local language. Speak to it. And tell it, you land of Malaysia, obey. Three, uh, 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 be a son, okay, be sent by God. Like Joseph. Joseph in Egypt. Joseph was not an, an Egyptian. But God used him uh, to do what? To bring about healing of the land in, uh, in, uh, in Egypt. 
God used the ciders to bring about the rebuilding. So at times, God can give us assignments. You know, he gives you an assignment for a particular nation. And he sends you there and he empowers you and he gives you the grace to bring about the healing of that land. Three, be a son of God. What does that mean? Not a child of God. Be a son. Enter into maturity, spiritual maturity. Romans chapter 8 verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. You know, creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation, not of children of God, but of sons of God. Sons of God, they know how to exercise authority because they have matured. Are we together? So, you find that uh, the land is groaning. The trees are groaning. The mountains are groaning. The chicken is groaning. Because they are giving it altars and sacrifice to demonic altars. And the chicken is, I was not created for this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> many years ago, when the Lord was teaching me about this, one morning I was praying and I had uh, a vision of the lions of Kenya. The lions were crying. And I said, what is this? And the Lord told me that you need to pray for the lions. Oh, to pray for the lions. Tell the intercessors to begin interceding for the lions. The lions were groaning because a lot of money comes in in Kenya through lions. People come from all over the world to come and see a lion. When you come, we shall take you to see the real ones. <laughs> you know, one time I was coming from the, game, uh, from the airport and I saw an advertisement of a lion here in Malaysia, uh, of a lion. And the lion was smiling. And I said, wow, lions only smile in Malaysia. You know. Anyway, the thing is, uh, but, but so the Lord told me, intercede for the lions because the number of lions is, just, is decreasing in Kenya. Many lions were dying. So, it was strange to me, I've, I could not even share with the intercessors, because I felt they could say, wow, where is pastor going? He's telling us now not to intercede for people, but to intercede for animals. But then I began to intercede about it, but later on, the Lord brought enlightenment to me about the sons of God. The creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons. And I shared with the intercessors, and we began to intercede for the for the lions. Shortly after that, a report appeared in the newspapers saying that the, the number of lions in Kenya has been decreasing. Lions have been dying and so on. So it was a confirmation to us. And we went on praying and we continued praying and praying. And later on, 
reports came out in the newspapers, I think five years down the line, the number of lions in Kenya has multiplied. Lions have increased so much. And I said, wow. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, uh, I was, uh, so I was sharing with uh, uh, Dr. John about this, you know, uh, you know, we share a lot of things together. And, you know, he told me something. He told me, you know, I was reading something of the years and the ages back about this thing of redeeming, redeeming uh, animals. And he said that uh, he was reading this story of this man of God during the times of the persecution of the church. I think it was called Mombriang. I'm, I'm, I'm just forgetting the name. And uh, this man, he used to, imp- to pray for animals and intercede for them, you know, that they, they would become what God wanted them to become. And one day, he was uh, traveling in the bushes and he met a lion. And this lion had put its feet in a shrub and in thorns and it, you know, it, it had been hurt so much. It was, it was crying, you know. It, it could not remove its leg. And so the guy spoke to the lion. And he told the lion, I have the wisdom to help you. If you can come down, I'm going to help you. And so the lion came down. And so he went and uh, removed the lion from, you know, from where it had gotten stuck. And he took the lion at home. And he treated it, treated it, treated it. And the lion got well. But one day the lion decided to disappear. It went back to the bush. Now, I'm not saying go and get a lion and take it to your house. <laughs> so, now let's look at um, taking the land through altars. And let's look. We are going to be looking at the story of Abraham. That's where our case study is going to be to be best. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. By looking at these scriptures, we see that Abraham was called to three major things. One, land was the key inheritance that God called him for. Because the Bible says that, get out of your country and I will take you into a land that I'm going to show thee. Secondly, He was called to be a great nation which deals with the people because nations are made up of people. And thirdly, he was called to be a blessing to nations. Those were basically the things that the Lord emphasized here. So when we look at the Old Testament, actually the key inheritance in the Old Testament was all about land. You know, that, that, that was the message that Moses 
Land was so, 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 so important to God. Because why? You see, God had a plan to take the entire earth. But for him to be able to take the entire earth, he must first of all take a particular land. And from that particular land, he was to raise up a group of people who were witnesses, who have experienced his presence, they have experienced his oracles, and then begin to use that land to take the entire earth. It is the same thing with your life. There is a particular land where God has positioned you. And God wants to begin either from your estate where you are. That's the reason why it is important for you to raise up that family altar where you are. So that he can begin to take the entire territory where you are living. It begins with a particular piece of land. God was not just focusing on the land of Israel. He wanted the whole world. But he begins small, but his vision is a big vision. But he believes in beginning small. So, child of God, I want you to know that the land where you are, whether at the place of work where you're working, in the sphere where God has positioned you, or in the estate where you are staying, is very, very important beginning a process for God to take the entire land. But you must raise up an altar because an altar is going to bring the land where you are into covenant with God, as we shall see. So, uh, I just want to say this because the, the purpose, what is the purpose of, of, of raising up altars? You know, yesterday we said that, you know, one of the purposes is to see revival come. But the other purpose is to bring down the kingdom of God. It is to bring down the kingdom of God. Because, you see, there is a difference between the gospel of grace and the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, And these two gospels must actually be preached together. You know, many times we enforce only one gospel. When we look at the gospel of grace, it is everything has been given to us Freely. Some of us were witches, some of us were sorcerers, some of us were prostitutes, but God, by His grace, it, we did not deserve it. He gave it to us free. And uh, with the gospel of grace, we don't have anything to do. We just have to receive because salvation is a gift, it has been given to us freely. But then there is the gospel of the kingdom. And when we are talking about the gospel of the kingdom, we are talking about bringing the kingdom of God in our spheres of influence in the places where we live. When it comes to the gospel of the kingdom, it just does not happen automatically. That's why when Jesus was teaching us how to pray in uh, Luke chapter 11, he taught us thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God will not come automatically. We must enforce it. So when it comes to the kingdom dynamics, that's where we talk about prayer. 
That's where we do spiritual warfare. Because you remember in the book of Matthew chapter 11, he said that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. In the gospel kingdom is where we do deliverance to deliver people from the powers and the yokes of darkness. Because uh, Jesus Christ said that if I cast out demons by the finger of God, it means that the kingdom of God has come down. The kingdom of God is not going to advance automatically. In kingdom dynamics is where we do spiritual mapping, where we do fasting, where we do spiritual warfare to bring down the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is a realm where the will of God is being done without much opposition. Lift your hand and say, I enforce the kingdom of God. Come on, speak like an army. Speak like an army. Some of you say, I enforce the kingdom of God. Come on, raise your hand and say, I enforce the kingdom of God. In my life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When it comes to kingdom dynamics, we have to do spiritual warfare. We have to wage war against the kingdom of darkness. And taking the land is one of the things, uh, you know, uh, is, 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 is one of the, the, the things that we are doing in bringing about the kingdom of God in our nation, in our estate, in, in our families. Because the kingdom of darkness is not just going to live. So, the gospel of grace and the gospel of the kingdom all must be preached together. The gospel of the kingdom is about having dominion until Jesus Christ comes. Okay. So, we go back to the book of Genesis and see how Abraham raised the altars. Let's look from verse 4. The Bible says, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abraham took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to, the, to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abraham passed into the uh, passed into the land unto the place of Sichem and the plain of Mori, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him, and he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent. Having Bethel on the east, on the west, and high on the east, and there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Now, you know, we realize here that when God brings Abraham into finally into the land, and God gives him the promises, the first thing that Abraham does. He raises up altars. Why? Because you see, you will never see the promises of God come to pass in your life until you raise altars. Because what do altars do? Altars are converters 
of spiritual substances into reality. They convert the spiritual promise. You can have all the promises that God has given you, but if you don't have an altar to convert, that's why healing is a promise. It is a spiritual promise. Joy is a spiritual promise. The power of the Holy Ghost is a spiritual promise. But child of God, if you do not pray, activate it and enforce it, you will never experience divine healing in your life. Because it is not automatic. (laughs) You will not experience the power of God in your life. Because it is not automatic. So, altars convert promises into reality. They get the promises from the realm of the spirit into the physical realm. Are we together? We want to enjoy the promises of God. We just don't want to read about them in scripture and say, my God is so powerful, but we are powerless. My God is a healer, but we are sick. On that line, let me just give you, you know when it comes to sicknesses, how many people want to be healed by God? Lift your hand. If you want to be healed, lift up your hand. Healing is good. But do you know healing was not ordained for you? Healing is supposed to be for the heathen. It is not supposed to be for the children in the house of God. You are supposed to live without falling sick. And the people kept quiet. (laughs) Because the Bible says, Christ has raised us far above what? Principalities. Far above powers. Far above sicknesses. And there is a way that you can live without falling sick. How do you live like that? You pray offensive prayer. You don't wait to be sick. Then you pray for healing. You offend sicknesses before you fall sick. I'm telling you, that's how I pray for myself. You can see me, I'm as small as a mosquito, but I'm healthy. Lift your hand and pray offensive prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Right now, I come against sicknesses in the gates of hell. I stop them. Diabetes, high blood pressure, cancer, leukemia, psoriasis, arthritis. I stop those sicknesses. I declare... I, Julius Subi, I am seated with Christ in the heavenly places. I am above sicknesses. I am above disease. I cannot fall sick. Because the same spirits that raised Christ from the grave, it works in me. My kidneys are whole. My eyes are whole. My ears are whole. My soul is whole. My mind is whole. My liver is whole. My intestines are whole. If there be any sickness hidden in my body, 
I now release the fire. 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 Consuming fire. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Ever since we began to pray those prayers in our church, people rarely fall sick. You know, many times we are waiting to fall sick. Then we pray. The weapons of warfare that you have, they are not only defensive, but they are also offensive. Are we together? So stop sickness. Stop it. Don't wait. Pray offensive prayers. Declare, my body shall never have cancer. Never. And if there be any hidden sickness that is hiding in my body, I call consuming fire. And how do you do that? You wait after you've broken through in the atmosphere. You know, you've been speaking in tongues and you've broken through and the presence of God has come down. Begin to burn those sicknesses. <laughs> burn them. You will live in divine health all the days of your life. Are we together? Lift your hand and say, I break the covenant of sicknesses. I denounce the covenant of sicknesses. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for those of you who have a sickness, a sickness that has been troubling you for long, and you've been going for healing, and it, you know nothing is happening, do this. Concentrate. Take, take some time to pray for that particular area. Laser prayers. We call them laser prayers. You pray for that particular area and once you break through in the atmosphere, you anoint that area. You anoint it. You release power. You release fire. Whether in your kidneys, wherever it is, you keep on doing that. I can tell you, one day, you will realize, hey, and usually when you get healed through that way, you don't realize that you're healed. You don't realize. It's just like five days down the line, hey, this thing used to pain me. I've not had it for the last five days. It is gone. <laughs> it's gone. Praise the Lord. So, Altars convert spiritual substances into reality. Now, uh, child of God, we see that Abraham is the first man in the Bible. Is the first man in the entire Bible. I respect Abraham to raise up systematic altars. All other people raised up altars. Elijah raised up altars. Gideon broke the altar that was in his father's house. Many other prophets in the scripture. Moses raised up an altar. But there is no single man in the scripture that raised up a net of systematic altars. I am telling you, Abraham was a far ahead of his generation in terms of revelational knowledge. 
And that's why we need to follow the Abrahamic strategy to raise up systematic altars. We're not just talking about raising up an altar. No, we are talking about raising up systematic altars. Why systematic? Because every altar has a jurisdictional authority. The family altar has jurisdictional authority over families. It cannot deal with the principalities. The church altar has its jurisdiction authority. Because altars work by jurisdictional authority. So, Abraham raised up systematic altars. So, when you build an altar, what are you doing? If you build a family altar, okay, you build your own personal altar. Like my personal altar, your personal altar. What does my altar do? It covenants you. Altars covenant you. They covenant you to the God that you are raising up the altar for. Oh, they covenant your home. When you raise a family altar, that altar covenants the family because altars activate covenants. The covenant will never be active without an altar being active. So, when Abraham raised up this altar in the land, he covenanted that land to his God. That's why many people have tried to take away the land and they will never be able to take it away. Because those historical altars over that land, they are speaking. So, we see that the land of Canaan had never ever experienced God. God had never visited that land. The scripture doesn't state anywhere that God ever visited the land of Canaan. But now God speaks to Abraham and he tells him, go to that land. And Abraham goes to the land. When Abraham arrives in that land and he begins to raise up altars in that land, what happens for the first time in the history of that land, God begins to visit that land. What does that mean? You are estate where you are staying it may have so many wicked people. There may be so many idols in that place. But the moment you raise up acceptable altars, and I speak about acceptable because some altars are not acceptable. God is not going to, 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 to receive the fire that comes from some altars. It is the altars that he told us in Malachi chapter 1 that produce useless fires. Once you produce, you, you raise up an acceptable altar, what is going to happen to where you stay? God is going to begin visiting your estate by coming to your home. He will come to that altar because God will come and visit the altar that you have raised up. And uh, that is very, 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 very important. You know? This is
I don't know how to put it. But listen. You know there are many things that we have been doing. I have been studying Genesis 12 to 18. 12 to 18. Especially when the Lord gave us the responsibility of going around Kenya. And you know redeeming the land and so on and so on. But do you observe that when Abraham went into the land. The Bible has said the Canaanites were in the land. Eh? But Abraham never fought against the Canaanites. Abraham never fought against the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And yet they were in the land. He only fought one battle. In the entire book of Genesis, you remember that battle. That battle was against the Babylonians who had come and taken his nephew Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah. And so he was forced with his army that he had trained up to go and rescue his nephew. But Abraham never fought any battle against the Canaanites and against the Perizzites. We don't see him attacking them. What does that tell us? You see, so many times we are in a hurry to get into spiritual warfare. (laughs) I believe in spiritual warfare... But after being in the prayer movement for many years and doing prayer things, you know, in Uganda and in Kenya now and in different nations of the world, I've come to realize we should not be in a hurry to do spiritual warfare. Are we together? Are we together? Abraham did not attack the Canaanites. At times we are biting something that is too big for us before we are ready. Does it mean I don't believe in a spiritual warfare? I believe. I believe in it. I believe in it. I believe in it. God is raising an army and the army of God is here. Touch yourself and say, I'm in the army. <laughs> Come on, I don't hear you. Lift your hand and declare, say, I am in the army. I am part of the army that is going to change nations. Hallelujah. It's not an army that is going to fight physical battles. It is an army that is going to fight spiritual battles. And God is training us. That's why God is telling us, come on, go deeper. Learn how to pray in the spirit for seven hours, eight hours. You know, read large chunks of scripture every day. Activate your altars. Become powerful because there is power inside of you. Ah, touch yourself and declare and say, I am powerful. Oh my God. The people here, you're just, oh, I'm powerful. Come on, declare and say, I am powerful. Say, I am powerful. I am unstoppable. I have the fire. I am anointed. I am the Lord's battle axe. Hallelujah. 
You know, you have to do that. Listen, why do you need to speak to your spirit? Because your spirit responds to two voices. The voice of God and your voice. When God speaks to your spirit, your spirit responds. When you speak to your spirit, your spirit responds. So if you just say, I am so weak. I am so ugly. Oh, your spirit says, oh, so this guy wants to be ugly. Very soon. (laughs) Faith comes by what? And hearing what? (laughs) Yeah, whatever you hear. But brethren, I want us to look at that. Abraham did not attack the Canaanites. What did Abraham do? Abraham concentrated on raising up altars. He strengthened his position first. Glory to God. Many times, people are getting into spiritual warfare that don't have enough spiritual reservoirs and spiritual deposits inside of their lives. You are prayerless. You are too weak. Then you are standing and saying, I bind all the principalities of Kuala Lumpur. They just laugh at you. <laughs> they just laugh at you. We, that strategy is very powerful. Let us concentrate on building the altars. The instructions that we have been given, the personal altars, uh, the family altars where we are living. Because the altar of the Lamb is so powerful. Just like the the rod of Moses swallowed the serpents of the witch doctors. The altar of the lamb will begin to change the spiritual atmosphere in the place where you are. So you need to build up yourself. So nowadays, I am not so much in a hurry about spiritual affairs. I lead people in spiritual warfare. We do very powerful spiritual warfare. But what kind of people are you leading into spiritual warfare? Do they have active personal altars? Are they strong? Or they are weak? Okay. So, The next thing, let's observe a few scriptures here that are going to, you know, we're going to see what happened when Abraham raised up the altars. Look look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 4, the Bible says, And Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And the Lord appeared... Unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. There he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Okay. Genesis 13 14. So we are looking at the various supernatural encounters that Abraham had in the land of Canaan. They are various. And all these encounters run. From Genesis chapter 12 
to Genesis chapter 18 apart from Genesis chapter 16. And I will tell you why he never had an encounter there. Uh, Genesis 13, 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thy eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. This is the second supernatural encounter we see Abraham having. Genesis 14, 18 to 20. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. This is the third supernatural encounter. Genesis 15 verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. That is the fourth supernatural encounter. Genesis 17, 1 to 3. And when Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect, and I'll make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his faith, and God talked with him. That is the fifth supernatural encounter. Genesis 16, there was no encounter. In Genesis 18, and the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Ma, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from that tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Now, why didn't God speak to Abraham in Genesis chapter 16? Because Abraham messed up with Hagar. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Abraham messed up with Hagar. In Genesis chapter 16, it is the only chapter where there is no supernatural encounter for Abraham. God is quiet. Why? Because of compromise. So, as you raise your altars, avoid compromise. Live a holy life. Are we together? But, we see. So, what are we saying here? What we are saying is that because Abraham raised up altars on the land, the land of Canaan began to serve part of the purposes that God had for it, even before Abraham had taken over the entire land. What does that mean? When you raise up an altar over the land of Malaysia, uh, family altars, marketplace altars, uh, and, you know, and all the, the other altars that you know, the land, despite the contradictions that are there, the land will begin to serve its purposes. Nothing is going to stop the land from serving its purposes. And uh, just to make it the relevance of it for Malaysia, friends, you are living with people of different faiths and so on. God has not called us to conflict. I believe Abraham had very good relationship with the Canaanites. He didn't believe in what they were doing. He was raising up his altars. 
but he was not in conflict. He did not hate them. Glory to God. We should not hate the cousins. Praise the Lord. We should not hate the cousins. He lived with the Canaanites peacefully. You don't see conflict with him and them. But that never stopped him from raising up his altars and uh, putting up the land. So, strengthen your position. Now, we also observe something about these encounters that happened to the land of Canaan. When God took, to the land, took Abraham to the land of Canaan, God never told Abraham that it is the land of milk and honey. He just told him, I am taking you to a land that I will show you. What does that mean? That land was not so good. But because Abraham raised up the altars in that land, they began to change the destiny of that land. Because many years later, when God visits Moses, he tells him, I'll take you to a land of milk and honey. The altars changed the destiny of the land. The altars that you are changing, you are raising in Malaysia, are changing the destiny and the identity of the land. Are we together? Okay. So, I want to, uh, you know, because I I said I want us to, to get to a time of prayer, but I want us to look at the three altars that Abraham raised up and their significance. Altar number one was the altar that he raised up at Sikkim. You find that in Genesis chapter 12. Sikkim means obedience. It carries the idea of obedience. In other words, when Abraham raised up the altar in Sikkim, where God gave him the promise, he was saying, I am going to obey everything that the Lord tells me to do. The altar in Sikkim, you know, we cannot raise up successful altars without obedience. (laughs) Because what is an altar? An altar is relationship. An altar is intimacy with God. And uh, the strength and power of your altar is based on your obedience. There are times God is going to call you, wake up at three. And you will tell the Lord, no, 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 no. I'm enjoying my sleep. I'll pray at nine in the morning. God is not looking for your sacrifice. He's looking for sacrifice that comes out of obedience. There are times the Holy Spirit is going to prompt you. It is time to fast. (laughs) Without obedience, you will not have a powerful altar. The altar at Sikkim was an altar of revelation. You know, Abraham raised up this altar because now he had a revelation of who God was. In Haran, he never raised up an altar because he never had a revelation. 
But now he comes into the land and God visits him and he raises up the first altar. He now has a revelation because he has had a personal encounter with God. Only people that have revelation of God can raise up powerful and sustainable altars. And that's why I'm saying, I've been saying this several times and I'll press it again into your spirit. You need an encounter. You need an encounter. Praise the Lord. You need an encounter. You need to know the God. You need to know the God that you're raising up the altar for. Altars are places of encounter. Your life does not change by just reading large chunks. Of scripture. You can even pray in tongues for five hours, but your life is not changing. Because you can do it, but you're doing it in the flesh. You can read chapters of the Bible, 20 chapters of the Bible. I mean, I'm telling you the journey that I have been taking for so many years and what I have learned. You can read 20 chapters of the Bible every day. But the last scripture you remember is the last one. Hallelujah. You were reading, but you were not there. You just think, oh, when am I finishing? Eh? <laughs> and you even go to the next chapter. Oh, still so many. Oh, oh. <laughs> you just want to finish. That's not the way you get transformed. No. As you're reading scripture, there are moments. As you're praying, there are moments. As you are in worship, there are moments when the presence of God will break and come upon your life and you get excited. Oh, maybe you begin to laugh. At times I I get so excited when I get revelation, I stand up, I laugh. I enjoy the word of God. The word of God is sweet. You know, one time I was traveling with a guy on the plane because I don't watch movies when I'm on the plane. I don't want to watch all that rubbish that they put there. Praise the Lord. And I was reading my Bible from Dubai to Nairobi. I was reading my Bible and uh, I was seated with a guy next to a guy he was a Catholic. We were only two of us on that line. It was three seats. I was on this side. It was on the, and I was reading the Bible and I was laughing. I would read and laugh and laugh and write and write and write and write. And, <laughs> and the guy looked at me and he looked at me and he kept on looking at me and he kept on looking. He wanted to talk to me, but you know, I was so much consumed in what I was doing. So, so finally we arrived in Nairobi and he told me, you guy, what do you do? <laughs> I, I, I said, why? Because I saw it from the time we took off, you know, from Dubai. You have been reading that Bible and you have been laughing and laughing and writing. And I mean, you know, I have come to Kenya. He, had, he was coming for a conference, a spiritual conference for Catholics. I am so hungry and thirsty. I pray that I can read the Bible like that. And enjoy it. Friends, it's not just a matter of opening. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Done. Now I can tell my pastors, my altar is good la. No. <laughs> no. Let's not deceive ourselves. You don't get transformed like that. You must come to a place where you enjoy it. Yeah, you cannot sustain if you don't love it. Lift your Bible and say, I love my Bible. Come on, lift it and say, I love the word of God. I love my Bible. Hallelujah. Do you love the Bible? Are you enjoying the word of God? Shama kabre katoza. Bakabre katoza. Rima kasaya. Are you enjoying your prayer time? I want to see you praying with excitement. Oh my God. You should see people when they are praying at the altar in Nairobi. People pray and they jump. The fire comes down. They even get chairs. They lift them up. And they begin to run with the chairs. Fire! And for you, if you've been there, sleepy, sleepy, you say, my goodness, there's something wrong with me. I must, I must also, <laughs> I must enter the flow. But you're there. I'm working on my altar. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I want an encounter. I want an encounter. I want a revelation of who you are. Give me the grace to enjoy my altar time. Open your mouth and speak in the spirit right now. Come on. Pray with excitement. Love what you're doing. Love it. Love it. Yakasaka makasete. Makasita makatete. Ayatarabasita makataya. Rema sikataya. Roshama kabo sande yataya. Mande shama karose kebre kataya. Rema kasakatala bayataya. Rema tesaka bakaya bakataya bakataya. Rosia bakataya. Roseke basakataya. Roboshaka yabakataya. Mande Samakarabakataya. Rekarama Shanda Bakataya. Oh my God, we want an encounter. We want an encounter. We cannot raise sustainable altars without an encounter, without revelation. Masama, somebody pray for me the keyboard. Rama Kasakataya. Just bless some chords. Rima Shana Magadaya. Rema Kasakataya Magadaya. Mando Shamakataya. Come on, child of God. We are on the altar of the Lord. We have to enjoy what we are doing. We have to love what we are doing. Mashanama, we must enjoy it. We must love it. Ah, Sakaya Makataya. Remasia Tarabakato Zakataya. Rekasaka Makaraba Shanda Bagadaya. 
Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, baptize us in love, the love to seek you. Rika Samakataya, Robosanda Bakataya, Mando Samaka Brekataya, Rika Saka Ramayanda Samakataya, Reka Reba Satalabagadaya, Remasia Bagadaya. We will enjoy the word of God. We will enjoy our prayer time. We will enjoy our time of meditation. We will enjoy our time of quietness. We will enjoy it, O God. We will love it, O my Father, because we know who you are. Let your fire burn. Let your fire burn. The fire of love. The fire of love. Maya talabakatalabagadaya. Yate sakabakatalabagados. Rima shanda bakatalabashana bagadaya. Rima siya makato sakataya. Rema kapo sakabrikataya. Rende sakaya makataya. Rima shanda bakataya. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my Jesus. Let's have encounters. Hallelujah. People of God, we need to have encounters at the altar. The time of raising up useless fires, no encounters, it is so dry, we're just doing it. I mean, your life changes as a result of encounters. I was in the the island of um, of Batam and we had a meeting and uh, with a friend of mine it's called Pastor Hani he runs a 24-7 prayer maybe you could be knowing him so we had a meeting on how to reach out to the cousins and so after the meeting, about maybe seven or eight pastors were trying to lay strategy. And then, so then Pastor Hani said, We need to raise money to do this. I had no money. I had only $1,000 on my life. And that money was like a million dollars. I was planning to send it back, you know, to my wife to do something for the ministry. So when he said everybody needs to give, the Holy Spirit put on my heart to give that money. And I gave it. And I told the Lord, I'm giving this money, this is all that I have. I'm giving it to you just to tell you I love you. I don't need anything. You've been so faithful to me. You brought me from a very, very poor background. Never in my life did I ever dream that I would even climb a plane. So I gave that money. 
that night I had a dream and Jesus had come to our estate where I live we were living in a gated community so I saw Jesus moving and walking I was standing at the gate and I said wow where is he going where is he going my goodness Jesus in our estate wow where is he going which family is he going to visit so I was standing there at the gate then Jesus came at our gate and then he turned you know I was so excited. I was so happy. I didn't even know what to say. So I welcomed him in the sitting room. And I told him, oh, sit down. Sit. So he sat down and I, I told my, my adopted daughter, please go and make some eggs for Jesus. So she went to make the eggs. So but then I said, oh no, she will burn the eggs. I should go and make them myself. I went to the kitchen to make eggs. So when I was making the eggs, Jesus came to the kitchen. And he said, what are you doing here? I said, you know, I'm here to make for you eggs. Then he disappeared. And I woke up. And I said, wow, I missed an opportunity. I should have sat and... But... I should have sat and listened to him. I mean, it was also a rebuke to me. Kind of, I was getting myself involved in things that I'm not supposed to be doing. Instead of sitting at the feet of Jesus and making eggs. But, listen. That encounter, that short time that I had with Jesus in that dream. The love that comes out of his eyes. I went to preach on Sunday and people were just crying because of the love of God. That affected me for six months. It affected me for six months. The love of God was so real, so real. of God. Encounters are necessary. Altars are places of encounters. When acceptable altars are raised up, Elijah raised an acceptable altar, the fire of God came down. Abel raised an acceptable altar, God accepted that sacrifice. Why are we not having encounters? Your life gets transformed through encounters. I can preach to you all I want to preach to you, but until you have an encounter with God, your life will not change. And God is saying simply, just raise up an altar that is acceptable. I will come and visit you. In every place where you raise up an altar, I will record my name there. Why are we empty? Why are we dry? 
Open your mouth and just speak to the Lord. Tell the Lord, I desire. I desire an encounter. I desire a life-transforming encounter with you, Lord. I desire an encounter with you. It's not just about reading the word. It's not just about praying and bubbling in tongues. Lord, you are real. You are real. You are real. I desire an encounter. Maka, maka, sakaramayandos. Marama sanda bakatara basanda bakadaya. Makarama sanda rabasaka ramasanda. Rekarama sanda bakatara basaka brakataya. Makarama sanda rimakarabasakataya. Makasaka ramayando shataya. Rimakabrikatuza makarama kataya. Rimasanda bakatara basaka ramayanda. Rema kasaka yama kataya, rama kataya, manda sama kataya, rima sanda bakataya, rema kasaka rama kataya, rema makoreko yanda, makasaka rama sanda, makatala basaka rama sanda yakataya, rima sanda bakori kataya bagadaya. We are desperate, oh God. Rama, show us, show up at our altars. Show up on our family altars. Show up, oh my God, on the corporate altar. Only you can change. Only you can transform. Only your presence can transform. Only your spirit can transform. Makasaka Ramakataya. Mande Samakataya. Rima Seke Prekataya. Rekatanabasata. The flesh profiteth nothing, but the spirit giveth life. Makaramasana Bagadaya. Roshata Makataya. Mande Seke Prekatosa. Mayata Rabakataya. Mando, yes, we've been seated for so long. We can stand up, but let's take some time. Let's take some time to pray. Let's take some time to pray. That desperation, let it well into your heart. Masih ataya, mande sekebrek ataya, makaramasanda, reka mama 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 mama. It's the presence of God that we need on our altars. Rika sama ataya. This is not religion. This is real. This is real. Your presence is real. Oh my God, the scriptures, we want to see the scriptures real. We want to see the healing real. We want to see the power real. Oh my God, I don't have power to transform anybody. Even your pastors don't have power to transform your life. Only the presence of God can transform you. Only the presence of God can transform those children. Only the presence of God can transform that marriage. Somebody pray. Desire for an encounter. Desire to break through in the presence of God. I am not leaving the altar. I am not leaving the way I came. I am not leaving the corporate altar the way I came. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Raise up your voice. 
I am not living the way I came. Shamakara masanda. Ayabakataya. I want to enter another realm, another realm, another realm. They had encounters. The church in the book of Acts had encounters. The Bible says that more than 500 saw him at once. That was an encounter. No wonder the church was so powerful. It may not be an extraordinary encounter like fire falling from heaven on you, but the presence of God moving in your spirit. Holy Spirit. Shama mama 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 rakaraba sata bande sekereme it's not business as usual makarama sana makata rema kasaka rama yando sa bamato siate yate 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 Father, doing and doing and doing, we get tired. We get tired without your presence. Praying without your presence, we get tired. We wear ourselves out. Reading the word of God without your presence, we get tired. We wear ourselves out. We need your presence. Somebody pray, somebody pray, somebody pray, somebody pray. The Holy Ghost is tiring you, he's 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 tiring you. Makaraba Satire, Roshata Baba 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 Baba. Bakaprekatai, Ramasanda Labakatai, Rimasata Makatai, Makaprekatai. Let there be an increase in the presence of God on your altar. Let there be an increase, an increase. Makamasate, Roshata Mama 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 Mama, Makatai, Rishama Kaprekatosa. Baita itaya rekare masandeka bosataya mate yateya ramaka yamande aba 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 makasaka mama 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 Ramasata Rabagadaya Rosamaka Ramasana Makataya Ah Sayataya Ah 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 Your presence, your presence, your presence. We hunger for nothing but for your presence. Oh my God. Shamaka Brekataya. Manda saka yamakataya, roshama kataya rimasiya bakataya, rimasana makatoza, 
Mandesika Bosataya Areka Basata Mayataya Ayatala la 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 Ayatala la 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 Rima Kamo Seke Bosiataya Bagadeza Makareka Seke Zama 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 Rema Shana Makatos Marika Yamakatos Reka Bayatera Mandisa Matosia Tarabagadaya Don't close your mouth, don't close your mouth. This is an hour for encounter. This is an hour for change. This is an hour for transformation. This is an hour. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. The God that changed Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. Mashatana Makata. Mande sekete Ramashana makata Rimashana makata Ramakaya makata Rekasaka Ramashanda Bandosaka brekato Bayamakaya makaya Roshamakaya mandeza Bayete siyate bakamayate Continue, 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 continue Release yourself to the Holy Spirit. Some of you, the Holy Spirit is leading you into travail. Release yourself. Have the freedom to flow with the Holy Ghost. My God. Rasha Baba my God, my God, my God, my God. We desire more, 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 more of your presence. More of your presence. More of your presence. We are tired of dry altars. We are tired of altars that are dry. We are tired of a dry lifestyle. We are tired of a prayer life that is dry, oh God. Mashaka mama 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 Rashatara mama 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 Basaka mrakatoza Rende seke bebe 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 Basiataya makata Roshata mama 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 The presence of God is all over Is all over, is all over, is all over Don't focus on anybody Focus on the Lord Fixing your eyes on Him Let the fire be fanned From deep within your belly Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we hunger, 
we hunger we hunger for more of your presence we hunger for you we hunger for you Oh my God, your name is recorded on this altar. Show up on this altar again with more, with more. You have shown up every time we've gathered to pray. Lord, we are praying for more. Let there be an outpouring of more. Shama mama 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 Rakarabasatai Rama Kaposete Rakatalabasande Roshata mama 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 Bareka yamakesete Raka reka 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 Salabagadoza Rema mama 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 Makaprekatai Shama mama 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 Zayate sete yate sete yate sate Continue 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 You know that you want more of his presence and just come to the front Makarama you want more you want more all you want is his presence. Just come here to the front. The Holy Spirit is activating something in us. Worship team, just come over here. All we want is His presence. All we want is His presence. The God of Abraham. Abraham in the Old Testament had encounter upon encounter, chapter by chapter, encounter. Promises released, chapter by chapter, encounter. Promises released. Masana Magada, Rekara Masana Magadoza. Bamato siateza, bandele besete rebesanda, rima karamasanda bakataya, maroko seke bretatoza, bandesha makataya ramayando, remako seke rabakataya. Romoshana magaraya. Just lead us in some good worship. 
We're going to worship Him. Then pray. Oh. Uh-huh. 
His presence is moving. It's moving here. It's moving all over the place. It's moving all over the place. Yes. Yes, yes, Lord. We cannot force it. We cannot force his presence. We are lost without your presence. It's all about 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 your presence. Yes, yes, yes. Let thy pillows fall over us. More, 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 more. More, more, more.
my spirit with your presence I am tired from praying and feeling dry reading the word of God and feeling dry water me fill me again saturate me with your presence saturate me with your fire I desire an encounter tonight Holy Spirit I love you I want more I want more I hunger for more more of your presence now open your mouth and speak in tongues now you can stand up on your feet Stand up on your feet. We are transitioning. Everybody. Let's pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues now. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues.
Spirit break up. Spirit, spirit break up.
fire that is falling upon your life lift your hands and just say fire in tongues I want you to come to the front you know that your tongues have been static I want you to come to the front you've been praying but your tongues are just static they are not growing I also want you to come over here I want to pray for you the Holy Ghost is going to release more and more and more into your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus more more it's all about the presence you know your tongues are static you're just mumbling things they have not been growing Rama come on people of God let's continue to pray the Holy Spirit is filling you now lift your hands those of you who want more you want thanks? You want new thanks? 
You are just going to call the Holy Ghost three times. And something is going to happen to your tongue. Only three times. Because this is the work of the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands and say, Holy Ghost. I want more. Holy Ghost. I want more. Holy Ghost. I want more. Now open your mouth and speak in your tongues. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Yes. There goes a fresh oil. Fresh oil. My God. Hey, Yes, yes. Your tongues are changing now. They are changing now. They are changing now. Nobody needs to teach you how to swing and dance. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Release your tongue. Release your tongue. Release your tongue.
Shalabagadai. You are receiving new tents. New tents. Power of the Holy Ghost. The Lord is activating you. The Lord is anointing you. The Lord is activating you to serve Him. Responsibilities. New responsibilities over your life. Power of the Holy Ghost. quiet your spirit the Bible says be still and know that I am God that is part of the altar time when you keep quiet be still and know that I am God When your spirit steals, then your spirit will begin to have the knowledge of God. 
when it steals. Be still and know that I am God. Close your eyes. Baba says in Malachi, I think it's in Habakkuk, that the Lord is in his temple. Let the whole earth keep silent. After you've stirred up the waters, you should ensure that you have always some moment of silence so that your spirit can know God. It is in this environment that He renews our strength. as we wait upon him. is activating many gifts in people's lives gifts of healing gifts of evangelistic giftings 
prophetic giftings. Pray for everybody that has pain in their bodies. You have pain, you're sick, just stand there. Those who are sick, the rest you can go up. Those who are sick, you have pain in your body. Is there anybody here called Chiong? Anybody with that name? If you're there, you lift up your hands. You are Chion. Huh? Because I've been hearing that name when we kept silent. That name has been Okay. So just come over here. I want to pray for you. Because that name has just yes, there. That name has been playing in my spirit when we're keeping quiet here. Those of you who have pain, touch where you have the pain. The Lord is going to heal you. Julia Subi has nothing to offer. I'm a mere human being. <laughs> but it is the Holy Spirit that heals us from sicknesses. And He does it because He loves us. He heals us from every kind of pain. In the name of Jesus. Touch there. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I reject this sickness. You sickness, I command you to lose my body. This sickness, I command you to lose my body. I break your power. Right now. Right now. I break the covenant. The covenant of sickness. The covenant of pain. I denounce. I reject you. Out. 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 
out, 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 in the name of Jesus. Okay, touch where you have the pain. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. No, just stay quiet. I'm going to pray. And let's, let's believe God. Have faith in God that that pain is disappearing right now. That discomfort is disappearing. That arthritis, pain in the back, pain in the knees, pain in the bones is disappearing right now by the fire of the Holy Ghost and it shall never come back to you again in the name of Jesus. So Lord, I pray for your people. I commit them before you. I cover them with the blood of Jesus. By delegated authority, I rebuke every pain. I rebuke arthritis. I rebuke chest pains. I rebuke tumors in their body. Yes. Every chest pain loose. Yeah. I break your power out. Devil out. Devil come out right now. Loose their bodies in the name of Jesus. I destroy every power of pain and every power of darkness. And I command it out. For this very reason, the Son of Man was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So I now destroy the works of sickness. I destroy the works of infirmity. I command every infirmity to go. I break every infirmity in the knees, in the back, in your hands, in your belly. Shabaka break attire. Every cancerous tumor, I uproot you. I cut you out with the axe of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I now command the fire to consume every sickness. As the fire fell upon the sacrifice of Elijah and consumed the sacrifice, so I command the fire of the Holy Ghost to fall upon you now. Let it consume every sickness, consume every pain. In the name of Jesus. I pray for the urinary tract system that has been having complications. I release the fire of the Holy Ghost. Every frozen shoulders and every burden that you carried, let it be lifted tonight. 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 Let it be lifted now every confusion let it be broken in the name of Jesus lift your hands and say Lord thank you for healing me thank you for healing me come on just thank him thank him again and again tell him Lord thank you thank you for healing me thank you for doing it for me I am free I am free I am free I am healed. I declare I am healed. I am healed. I declare by faith I am healed. 
Now check the pain that you had in your body. If your back was paining, bend down. If your knees were paining, check them. Do what you could not be able to do. Check yourself. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, fire. Fire, fire, fire. Do it, do it. Fire, follow me. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, follow me. Come on up. Fire, fire, fire. Check yourself. Fire, follow me. If you could not bend, bend down. As you sing that. Fire, follow me. You could not do. Do what you could not do. Everybody, fire, 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 How many people had pain and the pain has disappeared? You had pain in your body and it has disappeared. Come over here. Come and tell us what has happened to you. You had pain and the pain has disappeared. Come over here. Come and give a testimony. Testimonies glorify the Lord. Come, come up here. Come. You had pain. You came with pain and the pain has disappeared. Come, come. Come. You had pain and the pain has disappeared. You have experienced the power of God in your body. Come and give testimony. Come and give God the glory for what He has done in your life. Yes. I had, I had, uh, I'll try this. I think, but I'm not sure whether it's still there. Uh, no, it's not there because just now I was healed. Uh, <laughs> and so we prayed many times. Uh, but the, sometimes I feel a bit weak, but today I can run. I can jump. Come on, run again. Now I want you to sing for him. Fire, fire, fire. Fire for Fire, fire. Fire, fire, fire. Fire for Fire, fire. I want you to sing the African style. The African style is saying, Fire, fire, fire. Fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, fire. God bless you. No more arthritis in your life. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. 
in Jesus' name. Yes. Yes, brother. What happened to you? You know, I had this annoying pain on my wrist. It troubled me so much. Each time when I play the guitar or worship or clap my hand, that pain comes just down as we were just lifting our hands. That pain just gone. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for your son. He will serve you, play guitar for you. And the pain shall never come back. In the mighty name of Jesus. How many children do you have? Three children. Are they here? One is here. Where is he? There. Come over here. I want to pray for you. And two more. One in Singapore, the other one is at home. This is my wife. The Holy Spirit is filling you with his power and his presence. And the Lord says, I'm going to use you. You have, you really love the Lord so much. You are so much excited about the things of God. And the Lord says, I'm going to use you to win many souls and bring them to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord is anointing you with the fire of holiness. The fire of evangelism. You're going to be a witness. You're going to be powerful. The Lord is raising you in the name of Jesus. And the Lord says, I open a door for you that no man can close. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release an impartation of the anointing of prayer, the fire evangelism. Use that greatly to bring many souls to the kingdom of God in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord opens that door. No man will shut it. The Lord goes ahead of you to bring down mountains that were standing before you, to level every mountain and to fill every valley and to make every crooked path straight for you. The Spirit of the Lord says these are defining moments for your life. Because I am shifting your prayer. I am shifting your life. That which had delayed, which you have been waiting for, and you were asking the Lord a few days ago, when are you going to do this? The Lord says, I have heard your prayer and have answered you. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. Hey, both of you are healed. Oh, you're the wife. Okay. God bless you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my arm couldn't go to the back for the past two years. The maximum is here. And just now? Yes. I can. Wow. Give the Lord praise. Can you dance for him? Fire, fire, fire. You say that. Hey, fire, fire, fire. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, all of me. Fire, fire. Okay, I have uh, osteoarthritis on both my knees. Yes. And my orthopedic uh, surgeon, he advised me to go for a total knee replacement for both the legs. Yeah. But I refused. I yes. said, I'll believe in God. Yes. He can heal me. Uh-huh. And after the sound, 
Yeah. I think it's almost gone, but still maybe slight. Yeah? <laughs> but I believe yeah. by tonight everything will be okay. You came here, you had pain. Yes. You had a lot of pain. Yeah, both. You had a lot of pain. Yeah, especially climbing up stairs. Just now I could climb up here, no problem. Wow. <laughs> Come on, give the Lord praise. Yes. So in the name of Jesus, we declare all arthritis cleansed out of your knees. Amen. No more pain in your knees. Hallelujah. You are totally healed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise. You're going to play football. Play you play golf. You play golf. I still play golf. <laughs> I go take painkiller to play. Wow. When I, when, I, when I play, I go take pain. Otherwise, it's painful. But now I believe I can do without painkiller. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> I believe you look like Abraham. Abraham. <laughs> Abraham, should be, Abraham should be looking like this man. <laughs> yes. God bless you. Hallelujah. I want to praise Amen. and thank God because when I came also, actually a few days, I felt this uh, the, a pain like that, you know, behind my this back like that, uh, this side, uh, like muscle pulling or what, uh, and then the back ache also. Uh. So after when we were uh, praising the Lord, uh, I, the thing just uh, gone, uh, praise the Lord. It went Amen. during praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Ooh, during thank praise, as she was dancing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Can Lord. Can you just bend out? Yeah, sure. Bend out, up, down. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You are so fit. God bless you. You are very fit. Hallelujah. Without the Lord, yes. Hallelujah. I have this pain on my left knee. When I lie down, I just feel the excruciating pain. Oh. I want to thank God. He has restored and renewed me. Yeah. Hallelujah. No more pain. No. Glory to oh my God. Glory to Thank God. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank God. So now go and pray like a lion. Zaga, zaga, zaga. Hallelujah. God bless Amen. you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Um, just now as I was, uh, as pastor you were praying. Yeah, just put the mic yeah, here. So I, have, I have this uh, heel pain for more than six months. Yeah. And I have went for steroid jab. The pain is still there. Yeah. But during the prayer, that time I lay my hand as pastor, you pray for me. The pain was gone. Now I can storm my heel. I can storm, storm, storm. Give the Holy Ghost praise. Glory to God. Thank God. So I have this knee pain very long. I think more than a year. So and then I also got this ankle pain. Yeah. So I thought I want to. So uh, just now when praying, so my sinus gone, my knee no more. Your pain. sinus gone. Yeah. Then uh, my my knee no more pain, uh. and then now the the ankle and the muscle that pulling here also like no more pain. No more pain. Yeah. Glory to God. Thank you. Yeah, we prayed for sinuses yesterday. Glory to God. I would like to say thank you and give glory to my Lord Jesus Christ because He healed my left and right leg the small toe mm. very pain just now so after i laid hand as pastor Stubi said now no more pain Amen. i give glory to jesus christ glory to god glory to god yes i want to thank god that uh, he healed my uh, knee 
because I very, whenever I step on hard surface, I feel the pain. Mm. And the pain is completely gone now. You know, have no, no pain. Yeah, Let's bless the Lord. Yeah. This is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Thank you, God. Yes. Good morning, everyone. I want to thank and praise God. This morning I woke up, I had pain on my right knee and on my wound on my left leg. And then just now, Pastor, Pastor Judith should be asked to lay hands over the area that have pain. So after laying hands over the area that have pain, no more knee pain really. And the wound, wound also no more pain. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I just want to thank the Lord for healing me. I've been having these knee problems for... A... What is wrong with people's knees? <laughs> knees, knees, knees. I've been having this problem for a while. Actually, the knees problem. Even on Monday when we were having uh, the church banner workshop that we have to uh, kneel down and bend. I can't even bend my knees. But I know that the Lord is going to heal me. And this morning, I was late because the alarm clock didn't ring. But I said I have to come here because I need the encounter with the Lord. So just now when you're praying for the knees problem, I actually know that the Lord will heal me. And now there's no more sound. Because whenever I just turn my knees, it's crack, 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 and all this sound. And I'm very scared of walking down the staircase. But I managed to do that. And Lord, the Lord has healed me fully. So you're now okay. Yeah, I can kick anywhere. Really. <laughs> praise Give the Lord. Give the Lord praise. Yes, quickly. We want to we wanna finish. I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I've had pain starting here, there for I don't know how long, and I think I accepted it. And um, some of them see me going up and down the stairs, it's very painful, my feet and my knees. And um, yesterday, Friday, when I came, started writing, I started feeling a pain here. So when you asked us to come, I don't know where to lay my hands, too many places. <laughs> but I know that the Lord healed because I could feel difference here in my knees. Mm. And I could feel here, it's so much more easier to turn. Uh, I couldn't touch my feet, but I'm trusting God. If He can do this, there's nothing He can't do there. Mm. And I give all glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You cannot touch your feet. Oh, glory <laughs> to God. Let's I, give the Lord I tried praise. walking up and down the stairs so much more comfortable. God will complete what He has started. All glory to so Jesus. So we declare Amen. no more pain. No more pain. Jesus In Jesus' name. name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Yes, sister. I'm also having pain on my knees. <laughs> yeah, just now the, both of my knees were quite painful. And uh, when you said lay hands and um, the pain just gone. So I stayed back for a while to make sure that it's really gone and all glory to God is gone. Amen. Praise God. We rebuke the mogwai of knees. Chulai! 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 Mogwai Chulai! Never to come back in people's knees again. Yeah, I, I've had this really bad neck pain, frozen shoulder, uh, and even a really back back pain. Oh. I've been praying to the Lord, and you know, throughout this conference, every time you pray, I lift up my hands. Mm. But it was only when I took that step of faith, mm. I came out. It's gone. Amen. And this one is gone. Yeah. You are now okay. Yeah. Okay. Glory back to God. Okay as well. Even the back is yeah. gone. Glory to God. We celebrate the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Amen. 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 God bless you. I uh, want to give all glory to God because uh, the first night you asked for people to, with uh, 
uh, skin problems at the back. Yeah. I came down for prayer. Yeah. And I felt that healing. Yeah. It, the itch was chronic. It comes, comes on and off. Yeah. And today, when you asked to pray for you know any pain in anywhere, so I prayed by faith because I have chronic back problems. Because you know driving for a long time, you, know, yeah. you sit too long in a car, and that that happens as well. And then as I was lifting up my hands, I forgot I have a pain on my shoulder as well. So I took a step of faith. So I said, pain, go. And suddenly I felt this burning sensation on my shoulder. I could not lift my cuff for long like this. Oh, wow. So now I can do this and this. Wow. I could not reach from behind. All glory to God. Amen. And how is the back itching? It has it's stopped, it's lessened, and my itching is going away. I take it by faith, I claim it, yeah. and enforce amen. it. Amen. amen, amen. Glory to God. Yeah, I need to give glory to God and give thanks to Him. Yes, last night, Ian, you say that there's uh, someone with uh, things crawling on their skin. Yeah. Um, but um, for me, is I since April, I felt something in my ear. Yeah. I thought it was insects. I went to see the doctor and they said, there's nothing wrong with my ear. But I had that sensation, tingling sensation. Like, it's not all the time. Once in a while, you'll come. You know, so last night, I, by faith, I came... And um, and uh, after the meeting was over, I felt like something flow out mm. from my ear. And um, even last night, I didn't have any tingling sensation at all. Mm. Yeah. And then just now, um, my left knee. <laughs> the knee is okay now. <laughs> my knee is okay now. Thank God. Praise the, the Lord. The noise in the ear is gone. The ting- tingling sensation now. In the All gone. 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 Out. In the name of Lord Jesus. Out. Give the yes, Lord Jesus I'm, praise. Yes, and I'm, 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 I know that the Lord will heal me completely of the pain in my elbow. Yeah. Uh, no, He will not heal you. He's healing you now. Yes. So we Thank stop you, it totally in Jesus' name. Powerless. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Thank it you, Lord. Done. Glory to Him. Glory to God. Yeah. Yeah, I want to give glory to God. This morning, I feel my back very painful mm. because I've been carrying my mom a lot. Oh. But as I was sitting there, uh, when you were praying, you asked, before you said, be still in the Lord, mm. somehow the Lord told me to be still and Lord. Then you said, I said, I sat down. I feel Jesus touching my back. Yeah. Then later on, you said, come out, I pray, I pray for your pain. Mm. But before that, I have already sensed Jesus the, touching your touching back. Touching my back. I give thanks to Him for no, His no, presence. God. It's all about Jesus. So, what's wrong here with your mom? She's I sick. Win. Uh, your mom is sick. Yes, Winnie. With? Oh uh, yeah. What's the? Uh, she's sick with her. Uh, she's having. Uh, uh, it's a long day. Progressive supranuclear uh, palsy. Okay. It's a neuro disease. Okay. Friends, why don't we believe for our sister that Jesus, the God that is able to do the impossible, can touch her mother and restore her understanding, her mind and everything. Because we are talking about God encounters. Let the mother have an encounter. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we humble ourselves in your presence as the church of Christ. We pray for the mother. She's been crying. Uh, Our sister has gone through much pain because of the mother. We send the word of God. Touch her mama right now. Let there be a supernatural uh, uh, visitation. 
We remove the darkness out of her mind. All the darkness we flush it out. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. So Father, we thank you for restoration in her understanding, in her mind and everything. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 We believe God for a miracle and for testimony. Amen. Yes, Christina. I want to give glory to God. Last year in March, I had a fall because of a flying cockroach. And a cockroach? <laughs> yeah, it flew straight at me and I'm afraid of cockroach. So I fell down. I had a hairline crack on my wrist. So when the bones recovered after six weeks, I think about, yeah. And, uh, but my nerves were damaged actually because I went for a second x-ray. The bones were healed, but my nerves were damaged. And uh, I, I can hardly, you know, sometimes I don't have the strength and I can hardly close. But, uh, and there were pain in my wrist and sometimes when I sleep, a stiffness and pain in the elbow. So I've been believing God. I was doing physio, but then because of my mind, I, I could not even attend physio and all. I just choose to believe God. And progressively, it's been, but just now as you pray, and I believe also even as I have been um, rejecting the pain, but uh, until you pray, come out of uh, the covenant of uh, pain, the agreement with the covenant of pain, well, I just, I believe that was it. And yeah, now I can actually, you know, it's all the way now. Oh, yeah, glory. the numbness is still a little bit, that lingering, I reject that. I believe it will be completely healed. And yeah, the pain, I, I'm, I don't have that. And even I can bend. Amen. So this has been a persistent pain since much or from the time I fell. We declare that no more pain, no more numbness. It is totally done. In the mighty name of Jesus and shall never come back to you. You are totally whole. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going to be the last to share. Uh, I've been having this uh, discomfort. Actually, it's a pain plus a stiffness yeah. in this shoulder. And actually, it goes down to the hands for a few months now. So long that I see the thing is that when we accept it as normal, we're making a covenant with yes. that disease. Yes. So when you said that, I really begin to rebuke it. And that actually, it's, it's, there you are. There. <laughs> so Glory. there you are. Amen. God bless. Glory to God. Let's give the Lord praise for what he has done. Tonight we are going to, to be meeting at, is it five? Five. First service. So we'll continue praying for the sick and the Holy Spirit will do miracles in their lives. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.